0: The Cotter's Saturday Night, by Robert Burns. My loved, my honored, much respected friend. No mercenary bard his homage pays, with honest pride, I scorn each selfish end, my dearest meed, a friend's esteem and praise. To you I sing, in simple Scottish lays, the lowly train in life's sequestered scene, the native feeling strong, the guileless ways, what Aiken in a cottage would have been, ah. Though, his worth unknown, Far happier, there I ween. November chill blows loud why angry sug, the shortening winter day is near a close, the miry beasts retreating fray the plough, the blackening trains, oh, craws to their repose, the toil worn cotter fray his labor goes, this night his weekly moil is at an end, collects his spades, his mattocks, and his hose, hoping the morn in ease and rest to spend, and weary, o'er the more, his course does aimward bend. At length his lonely cod appears in view, beneath the shelter of an aged tree, th, expectant wee things, toddlin, stalker through to meet their dead, y, in noise and glee. His wee bit ingle, blinkin' bonily, his clean hearth stain, his thrifty wifey smile, the lisping infant, prattling on his knee, does a, his weary kia ug and care beguile, and makes him quite forget his labor and his toil. Belive, the elder bairns come drapping in, at service out, among the farmer's rune, some see a, the pluff, some herd, some tentai rin a canny errand to a neighbor town, their eldest hope, their jenny, woman grown, in youthful bloom love sparkling in her ee, comes hame, perhaps to shoe a bra new gown, or deposit her ser one penny fee to help her parents dear, if they in hardship be. With joy unfeigned, Brothers and sisters meet, and each for others fair kindly spears, the social hours, swift-winged, unknottic fleet, each tells the uncos that he sees or hears. The parents, partial, either hopeful years, anticipation forward points the view, the mother, why, her needle and her shears, gars old clay’s look amazed as wheels the new, The father mixes a "why admonition due. Their masters and their mistress command, the Yonkers uh, are warned to obey, and mind their labours why, an ident hand, and ne'er, though out o oh, sight, to jock or play, and oh, be sure to fear the lord alway and mind your duty, duly, morn and night, lest in temptations path ye gang astray, implore his counsel and assisting might, they never sought in vain that sought the lord aright. But hark! A rap comes gently to the door, Jenny, what the meaning o, oh, the same, tells how a neighbor lad came o'er the moor, to do some errands, and convoy her hame. The wily mother sees the conscious flame sparkle in Jenny's ee, and flush her cheek, with heart-struck, anxious care, inquires his name, while Jenny Halflands is afraid to speak, we'll please the mother hears, it's nay wild, worthless rake. Why, kindly welcome, Jenny brings him Ben, a strap-pin youth. He takes the mother's eye, blithe Jenny sees the visits no ill tain, the father cracks of horses, pluffs, and kai. The youngster's artless heart o'erflows why, joy, but blatant, lathefu, scarce can will behave, the mother, why, a woman's wiles, can spy what makes the youth Sae bashfu and Sae grave, will please to think her bairns respected like the lave. O oh, happy love. Where love like this is found, O heartfelt raptures. Bliss beyond compare. I've paced much this weary, mortal round, And sage experience bids me this declare, If heaven a draft of heavenly pleasure spare, One cordial in this melancholy vale, 'tis Tis when a youthful, loving, modest pair in other's arms, Breathe out the tender tale, Beneath the milk-white thorn that scents the evening gale. Is there, in human form, That bears a heart, a wretch? A villain. Lost to love and truth. That can, with studied, sly, ensnaring art, betray sweet Jenny's unsuspecting youth. Curse on his perjured arts. Dissembling smooth. Our honor, virtue, conscience, all exiled. Is there no pity, no relenting ruth, points to the parents fondling o'er their child. Then paints the ruined maid, and their distraction wild. But now the supper crowns their simple board, The hailsome paritch, chief of Scotia's food, The soap their only hockey does afford, That, yont the halen snugly chows her could, The dame brings forth, in complimental mood, To grace the lad, her will-hained kebuk, fell, And aft he's pressed, and aft he sees a guid, The frugal wifey, garrulous, will tell How tea was a tomondald, sin lint was I, the bell. The cheerful supper done, why, serious face, they, round the ingle, form a circle wide, the sire turns o'er, with patriarchal grace, the big ha-bible, and his father's pride, his bonnet reverently is laid aside, his liared hafets wearing thin and bare, those strains that once did sweet in Zion glide, he wails a portion with judicious care, and, let us worship God, he says with solemn air. They chant their artless notes in simple guise, they tune their hearts, by far the noblest aim, perhaps Dundee's wild warbling measures rise, or plaintive martyrs, worthy of the name, or noble Elgin beats the heavenward flame, the sweetest far of Scotia's holy lays, compared with these, Italian trills are tame, the tickled ears no heartfelt raptures raise, nay unison hay they with our creator's praise. The priest-like father reads the sacred page: How Abram was the friend of God on high or Moses bade eternal warfare wage with Amalek's ungracious progeny, or how the royal bard did groaning lie beneath the stroke of heaven's avenging ire, or Job's pathetic plaint, and wailing cry, or rapt Isaiah's wild, seraphic fire, or other holy seers that tune the sacred lyre. Perhaps the Christian volume is the theme, how guiltless blood for guilty man was shed, how he, who bore in heaven the second name, had not on earth whereon to lay his head, how his first followers and servants sped, the precept sage they wrote to many a land, how he, who lone in Patmos banished, saw in the sun a mighty angel stand, and heard great Babylon's doom pronounced by heaven's command. Then, kneeling down to heaven's eternal king, the saint, the father, and the husband praise, hope springs exulting on triumphant wing, that thus they all shall meet in future days, there, ever bask in uncreated rays, no more to sigh, or shed the bitter tear, together hymning their Creator's praise, in such society, yet still more dear, while circling time moves round in an eternal sphere. Compared with this, how poor religions pride, in all the pomp of method, and of art, when men display to congregations wide devotions every grace, except the heart. The power, incensed, the pageant will desert, the pompous strain, the sacerdotal stole, but haply, in some cottage far apart, may hear, well pleased, the language of the soul, and in his book of life the inmates pour and roll. Then homeward all take off their several way, the youngling cottagers retire to rest, the parent pair their secret homage pay, and proffer up to heaven the warm request that he who stills the raven's clamrouse nest, and decks the lily fair in flowy pride, would, in the way his wisdom sees the best for them and for their little ones provide but chiefly, in their hearts with grace divine preside. From scenes like these, old Scotia's grandeur springs, that makes her loved at home, revered abroad, princes and lords are but the breath of kings, an honest man's the noblest work of God, and certes, in fair virtue's heavenly road, the cottage leaves the palace far behind, what is a lordling's pomp? A cumbrous load, disguising oft the wretch of humankind, studied in arts of hell, in wickedness refined, O Scotia! My dear, my native soil! For whom my warmest wish to heaven is sent, long may thy hardy sons of rustic toil be blessed with health, and peace, and sweet content. And oh, may heaven their simple lives prevent from luxury's contagion, weak and vile. Then how our crowns and coronets be rent, a virtuous populace may rise the while, and stand a wall of fire around their much-loved isle. O thou! who poured the patriotic tide, that streamed through Wallace's undaunted heart, who dared to nobly stem tyrannic pride, or nobly die, the second glorious part, the patriot's god peculiarly thou art, his friend, inspirer, guardian, and reward. O never, never Scotia's realm desert, but still the patriot, and the Patriot Bard in bright succession rays, her ornament and guard.